0: but whatever. All right.
1: So, we're back.
0: I'm sorry. It's my fault this time. It's I was It's not your fault. I was off traveling around doing some things seeing some family
1: we just had a long spring break
0: yeah well you know when you live up in the the north country like we do (laughs) being dramatic it's not really that (laughs) far north but it's upper Appalachians. when you live up here once like the snow melts your whole family's like are you gonna come see us soon are you gonna come like out of your because you know once christmas is over we're like yep nope not going anywhere and then easter (sighs) comes around so for some poor planning on my part, because I didn't intentionally want to be busy three weekends in a row, <laughs> um, I'm very happy to have be home this weekend.
1: So Today's my busy day, and last weekend was like a busy weekend.
0: Yeah, we were really busy last weekend. We were in Lancaster.
1: We just, you know, we'll get there. Yeah. So, we, so long break. Um, this is uh, Mysteries, Murders, Monsters. And your mom's. And I'm Mom. Julie. Mom. Nah, I guess it's
0: plural. It can be. <laughs>
1: it, yeah. I'm Nicole. <laughs> I, We're clearly
0: doing really well. It's early, so, It's you super know. early.
1: It is far earlier. According to my, my <laughs> laptop here, it's 11.50 p.m. And it's wow. April 7th.
0: Interesting. Holy
1: fucking shit.
0: That's fascinating. We
1: traveled back to the future. That's... <laughs>
0: Oh. oh, yeah. Oh. honestly, I can't go back that far because I work in higher ed and April's almost over and April and like, is no. the worst. And yeah. I'm like, no, April cannot go. No, I can't do April again.
1: Um, so speaking of fun 80s movie stuff, uh, my, for the Haven Gala, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dress as Jem. And my cousins, Jen and Emmy, got their tickets. So they're coming. And I'm trying to convince them to go as the Misfits. Oh, nice. So they can be like Jem and the Misfits. Um. But the gem costume, there's only one. It's only one off of Amazon. And all the reviews are bad. Yeah. And it's a little, it's about uh, a size too small for me. So I'm like, I'm not going to spend $30 on this. So I went on the website, Shein, like S-H-E-I-N. Yeah, I like I'm, their stuff. I've never ordered for them, mm-hmm. but I'm always seeing ads for them. So I found one dress that would have been perfect, but it was sold out. Mm-hmm. So I scoured their site and I found... Almost an exact replica of Jem's dress. And then I found a belt, but it's black, so I gotta alter it in some way. So I'm just gonna, that part of the costume, I'm just gonna make and keep my fingers crossed that it like works. So I'm excited about that. It wow, gets neither here exciting. nor there, but. Yeah, we're gonna do like
0: 80s punk. So I got a black flag t shirt. Are you gonna spike your hair? Yes. Yeah. That's so yeah, awesome. I need to get a jacket and he needs to get boots, but otherwise we're almost there. That's awesome. Um, but so I have a kid's story before we start. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they have this thing called kids night out. Yes. And so the kids like K through six goes to the gym at the university and it's $10 per kid or $10 for the first kid, eight for the second, like for the second kid or whatever. And it's a fundraiser for the sports teams. And they can oh, go up and they play in the gym. They watch a movie. There's, like, a concession stand that's open. You know, I give her, like, ten bucks and she gets popcorn and candy. Yeah. Um, and there's the pool. And she's never done the pool before. And this time she really wanted to do the pool, so we said fine. Mm-hmm. So I sent her with all her stuff in her backpack, you know. And um, I had had a procedure that day, so I wasn't feeling up to it. Yeah. So... Um, show up and (laughs) my husband shows up to pick her up and he's like standing there talking to everyone because it's all of like every parent in the world Mm -hmm. is standing there and he sees this guy he hasn't seen in a long time and he's like hey what's going on you know and all of a sudden Zoe runs up with her coat on because we texted her like her watch to let her know we were coming and her towel around her and he's like she's like daddy daddy I have an emergency and he's like what and she like takes her towel and takes it off and goes I lost my pants (laughs) like in front of this guy in front of all these people right so they like and he's so good at this stuff which thank god it wasn't me because I'm like way I would have been like what the fuck (laughs) Beas is like great about this stuff I would have been so I would have like I'd have probably flipped out but anyway he takes her back He's like, well, let's go back to the changing room. You go back in and see if you can find them. So they go through this whole thing, and this girl walks by. And this is my favorite part. The girl walks by, and she's like, I'm looking for the f- the parents of the kid that lost their pants, or their clothes, their clothes. And Beez is like, that's us. That's us. And my daughter lost her pants. No, no. This girl lost all her clothes. <laughs> so... After a lot of uh, questioning and deduction, (laughs) what we figured happened is they go in shifts. Like, they can only let so many kids in the pool at once. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I forget what the number was. Yeah, that's like like a ratio. So they go down. And I never said when you take your clothes off, put them in your backpack, right? Like, you know. So my guess is this room is just scattered with clothes. everywhere. Or clothes everywhere. And somebody else just, you know, black kid's leggings somebody else's kid is wearing you the know zoe's thing. black kid yeah. leggings or whatever um i bet they found some like random clothes when the whole thing was over <laughs> just like somewhere it's but so anyway funny. so he she comes home and he's like in the car like is your mom gonna be mad are these new pants because like the only time i get mad is oh, if no. i literally just bought something yeah, you yeah. know like i don't really care but like if i literally like that always happens i bought yeah. it and the next day comes someone with a hole in it i'm like really <laughs> you couldn't have even got two out of it like come on so he's like she's like no i don't think so so she came in and she's like mom guess what i lost my pants like i really thought i'd be you'd be a lot older when i heard you come home and say those words to me like seriously like seriously so anyway it was hilarious um we've been making jokes about it ever since Like this morning, Lego
1: Movie. Where's my pants?
0: (laughs) This morning, Zoe walks downstairs and is like, "Hey, you got your pants on!" Like, like we've been just um, he like sings her songs before bed, and all of the lyrics have been changed to something about Zoe not having pants. (laughs) That's awesome. So I think this one's gonna stick. Like, she's gonna be like 17, and we're gonna be like, "Hey, remember that time you lost your pants?" And she's gonna be so mad at us. So I'm really excited.
1: Everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited because we have like. You know, I mean she was wearing bathing suit bottoms, but it's not the same when you're not in your full bathing suit, you know. Let's
1: just and I'm sure call everybody off guard. She's like, I know and Right. Like,
0: <laughs> and that's totally what she would do. That's what the, like when he told me that, I'm like, I know that's what happened, because that's exactly what she would do. Cause then when she's at this thing, she's all hyped up because she's around all her friends. But and I it's love like, that
1: she's like, I oh, have yeah. an emergency. Yeah, oh yeah. Because I was... love the way that she talks. Like, for those who don't, like, know anything about it, our kids, um, her daughter, um, she speaks at a swear that is, like, a higher level of intelligence for somebody her age. <laughs> she has a pretty she's, good vocabulary. She's using, like, four or five syllable words. <laughs> she enunciates on all the right places, <laughs> in, like, sentences. And, and then she also has, like, facial expressions – to go with all of it she does (laughs) it's so good she
0: really does she so she's obsessed with um she was really excited about earth day and she's really upset about litter like she's Um, really upset about litter in fact later today one of the things we have to do is go walk around town and pick up litter
1: oh hey we have to do that up on our property oh yeah as the snow melts there's like a whole line up by the main road and jared wants to go pick it up so if you want to join us all right. Well, let me know. Okay.
0: Because we, we're going to go do this because you know, she's really into it. But whenever she sees litter now, mm-hmm. this is what she does. She's like, that is unacceptable. <laughs> and she runs off and grabs it. Like, we were at the art show on Friday night. My husband had an art show for his students. And it was at the university. I'm talking to Martha. Oh, and yeah. Zoe's standing there. And she goes, there's litter out there. And goes stomping off. This is unacceptable. Just like. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, she's really into
1: Earth Day.
0: (laughs) As like, you know, like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. That's great. So anyway, that was my, I had to do a mom story this week. I was pretty excited about it because, you know.
1: That's awesome.
0: Oh, and yes, I can't wait till she's like 17 and be like, hey, remember that time when you lost your pants and she's going to be so mad and it's going to be so great.
1: I only have, the only mom story that I have off the top of my head is um, the other night when I was very tired and. Uh, It was getting late, and we had kind of a crazy week. Personally, uh, both of my children telling me within, like, a 20-minute span, one is like, um, I hate you. I don't love you. I'll never love you again. Oh, no. And the other saying, you're the worst mom ever. Oh, God. (laughs) To which I said, well, you're both fucking assholes. (laughs) And... (laughs) I'm just gonna sit here and watch my show and I'm not doing anything else for you for the rest of the night. If you need something, you guys figure it out. And they just looked at me <laughs> and then um uh like like two minutes later someone's like, Well, I need to take a shower. I need help with the shower. I'm like, well then you should have thought about that before you told me how much of an awful mom I was, so good luck oh so in case you're wondering what kind of mom i am i'm that mom no kids are just they do that sometimes they are assholes oh my gosh like and and just like any other human being in the world i will tell you when you are being an asshole oh yeah So i'm getting my kids prepped for this shit now (laughs) okay so yeah zoe was kind
0: of an asshole at the art show actually so like don't like she does it too like she's a good kid but like she oh, was no. just being, like, she was being, like, all sulky, and, like, she'd, like, slump down and sit Evo. in the middle of the room. And I'm like, dude.
1: No, my kids are great. It's just You know that how to
0: behave. You, you know, know how not to do
1: this. So, they're, yeah. They're I great, totally but they're also it. human. You know, sometimes yeah. they're not very nice, like humans become sometimes. It's true. And whose turn is it?
0: I have the slightest. I think it's yours. All right. But I don't really remember.
1: So, my story I came across while researching another story I don't even remember the website I found it on because it was some fucking obscure website, honestly. Anyway. Cool. Um, I know, right? Obscurity websites. I don't know. I called it a tisket, a casket. So it's part true story, part supernatural story, but totally a shitty story altogether in general. Sweet. So um, we're going back in time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to adjust this mic because we're sitting in a different spot and i think i'm picking up but who fucking knows audio is not our strong suit. it was really loud earlier when we were chatting when i was laughing my head was pointed away from the mic and back and all i saw were like like you know <laughs> like fucking anyway white noise oh. everywhere okay so this story to me is an early form of human trafficking which in my opinion because it i i think it once you hear it you know you can choose to have your own opinion but i think it it was totally human trafficking um, but it also has a bit of a paranormal aspects to it. So we're briefly gonna do uh, you know, the history tidbits uh, into the details and this is the story of the casket girls. Uh, so the time is in the 1700s. France held territory in Louisiana and their population of males hugely outnumbered that of their female population. So how do you fix this? And the answer is the French territories in France were supposed to send quote-unquote appropriate women to be married off to the local men who were searching for wives. These women were also called the king's daughters or, let me try to speak French to you, filet du roux. That's not how you say any of that because my language compass is not turned to French. So (laughs) (laughs) I can speak the the harder Germanic Scandinavian languages and I can do funny Russian accents, but that's about it. French is not my forte. Um, And they were contracted and sent to Canada, Louisiana, as mentioned, and then the French West Indies. So at the time, in case you are wondering about the men who hugely outnumbered the women, because you know most men don't really go without women. So if you're wondering how that was happening, it's a shitty story. So most of these men were having sex we're having sex with the native women, and let's be clear, it usually was not consensual and also enslaved women. Mm-hmm. So the church saw this, and then they were worried that due to all of this kind of intermixing of um, race, essentially that they were putting the future of Christian evangelism at risk. So then that's when they devised this plan to bring in more appropriate women. So initially, the women who were sent were of low birth class, or they were a girl of families who had fallen favor from uh, the king, or girls from families that had children, quote unquote, to spare the first wave of women arrived in 1704 in mobile between and they were between the ages of 12 and 19 this shift arrived and it was called the pelican so these women became known as the pelican girls the second boat is when the casket girls came into play so the pelican girls were actually allowed to choose their husbands and there were there was also some serious culture shock as well because the colonies were not france
0: oh yeah that's going to be a
1: Yeah, so the houses had dirt floors, uh, animal pelts were used to cover the windows, and food was not readily available. And then their chosen husbands were usually off with native women, um, which hopefully some of those were consensual. And then due to their professions, they were gone for long periods of time. So in retaliation to this came the Petticoat Rebellion which these women denied their husbands bed and board until they built more suitable homes and made gardens so that way these women could fucking, like, you know, survive. Yeah, you know, eat and stuff. Right. And then men, which many of them did, even though they weren't happy about it. And then this may have been the cause for change with the next group, but sadly, many of these women would die of yellow fever. So between 1717 and 1721, um, another ship of women arrived. These women were not as lucky, meaning they didn't get to choose their husbands. And then during the time gap, um, a, like there was a convent built under uh, the group called the Ursuline nuns, which are still a thing. Mm-hmm. Women who arrived uh, were yet to marry, spent and who were yet to marry spent their days in the convent. These women were also not as virtuous as the first group of girls. I guess they were running <laughs> low on women. You know, maybe word got around. Because the first group of women, they were their families were given, like, you know, dowries, essentially. Yeah, like, yeah, for, this like, is a really good opportunity. Like, go do, yeah, no. Right, you're going to well,
0: be. And especially since the church was involved. Because the church has the money.
1: Right. And, the, yeah, you're going to be married to a wonderful man. And you're going to live this wonderful life. Like, it was really set up in this. um <laughs> It was, it was portrayed as being something that was going to be wonderful. And really when they got there, it wasn't like they, yeah. they were really just there for breeding purposes in case you haven't caught on to that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, needed they weren't more there. They people.
1: Yeah. Like we, they really, essentially, they wanted more white people. So, um, all right. Uh, la, 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 la. So to add to the, uh, initial women were, I always said that given dowries, uh, once they were sh- la, 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 la. la. These, the second group of women were sadly placed into marriages where they were horribly mistreated and others who weren't married had to find other ways to survive. So they ended up becoming prostitutes and selling themselves. So as these women arrived from horrible conditions, like these, these trips from France to wherever they were going were pretty fucking awful. And they made stops along the way. And on these stops, they think is where most of these women got sick. So... They were, uh, they were tied together on a ship for six months with m- minimal necessities. <laughs> well, I wrote, we were not talking cruise ships here. <clears throat> Conditions are horrible. <laughs> You're below deck and sickness is rampant throughout. The girls, when they arrived, were noted as being pale, which is also said to become <clears throat> um, blistered and burned within minutes of being under the sun. And with them, they carried a casket, which supposedly held their belongings. So do this is where some of the superstition comes in, yeah. in case you're not getting that. They're burning in the sun, they're super pale, and they're carrying a casket. So, I bet I yep. can guess yeah. what people thought. <laughs> so due to the horrible traveling conditions and being sick when these women arrived to land, they look probably more dead than alive. So between the sickly appearance and their belonging holders looking like caskets, the rumors started to fly. After these women arrived, the mortality rate mortality rate also increased, and then the rumors got stronger all of these people seem to forget that the culture in new orleans was toxic horrible and disease was just as bad with yellow fever and consumption being the two main diseases Mm -hmm. but you know they they see these women coming in and they notice that more people are getting sick so like oh it's obviously these girls it's it's not because someone else's fault it's never the conditions or your
0: own you know lack of sanitation and all the other things
1: So these women were living in the convents, apparently had their things, aka the caskets, stored on the third floor. And it's the third floor that sparks the most supernatural conspiracy. So the king started hearing of all these horrible situations that these women were facing and ordered them to return to France. So that's kind of nice, right? Mm -hmm. So as the myth goes, the nuns had been suspicious that the women weren't exactly what they seemed. So they went to the third floor to gather the women's things, only to find that the caskets were empty. Where had the supposed belongings uh, gone to, no one knows. The rumors are that the women were also put on the third floor and the windows were nailed shut with nails blessed by the Pope. So in case you didn't miss this theory, they thought they were vampires. And what actually happened to these women, we don't know. What is true is that the windows of the third floor of this convent are closed and remain closed. The explanation was that they are hurricane shutters and that they never open. They're just constantly closed. They, they never open. And that part is true. <clears throat> so in 1978, two paranormal, paranormal, say that fast, investigators visited the convent in order to see if the rumors were true. But they were kicked off the property for trespassing and loitering. Not to be deterred, they changed their plan. At night, they returned to the property and stayed there keeping watch of the third floor, you know, looking for vampires. They set up cameras and eventually fell asleep. Apparently there's camera footage and what the camera footage shows is that the window, that the windows to the third floor open and close and open and close again. Then, they're, then the footage stops. And the next morning, the bodies of these said investigators were found on the property and they were described as being ravaged and drained of blood. Oh. T- yeah. I don't know if this this is this is a story. It could just be a creepypasta. Not sure.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because, um, yeah, I mean, it was like the <clears throat> late 70s. So you said 78? 78, yeah.
1: Okay. In 2013, um, an interview with a woman visiting New Orleans states that she was aware of the legend of the casket girls and knew of the third floor rumors. One night, she <laughs> went for a walk and she passed the convent. She noticed that the shutters were closed. Then she eventually went back. You know, read, you know, going one mm-hmm. way and then back and ch- cross the convent again and notice that all the shutters were wide open. Mm. You can take tours uh, through the convent and they will go through the myth with you. And then there's like a quote like in the tour. It says, is uh, it is there that the casket girls still remain locked away without the nails blessed by the pope. The young women who once hailed from France would be out roaming the streets to feast on the blood of the living is mm. what they'll tell you. That doesn't perpetuate the myth at all. (laughs) No, nope, nope. Then there's the truth. Apparently, the shutters we speak of were not installed until after the Casca girls arrived, and not until one hundred years after. Well, I was gonna
0: say that makes so much more sense (laughs) because of them being hurricane shutters. Like nobody. Yeah. Yes, there were hurricanes when they first like colonized that area, but that was the least of their concerns. There were so many other things like.
1: So, the third floor didn't exist when these girls were there. The Pope didn't, oh ha, didn't and never arrived in New Orleans until 1987. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could have mailed blessed nails or something. I don't know. You sent them over. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, the word casket is just a change of words from French. I wrote Frenchy From French to English, as these so-called caskets were not large enough to fit a whole quote unquote body Mm -hmm. um i don't know the linguistics between you know the word for casket and what we call casket and what they actually um but they 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 were not caskets and they were not shaped like you know that weird kind of half diamond Mm -hmm. dracula shape they 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 didn't look like that it's just a weird terminology and it adds to this the whole whole myth yeah. yeah Um, But also these women who were from orphanages, poor houses, and were convicted criminals who were immigrated to the U.S. US probably without much choice, if any, and deemed women without futures. That's who came here. Mm -hmm. When they did arrive, they were sent to warehouses. And eventually the convent... To be examined by men for potentially becoming wives. Eventually, many of these women helped establish the society of Louisiana. And then somebody wrote like a quote, and I thought it was really great, just to kind of like sum up mm-hmm. this whole entire story is that their triumph does not erase that they were imported, perhaps against their will, to serve the sexual and procreative needs of the colonies' men. Because um, they did establish, you know, the, the Louisiana yeah. society whether they wanted to or not.
0: Well, I mean, in one way to look at it really is that they made the best of their situation. They went, mm-hmm. you know what? This is the situation we're in and with the women had no power or rights mm-hmm. at that time, especially women
1: yeah for the ones that survived anyway yeah
0: yeah obviously but like it's not like they were the only ones dying everyone was dying
1: oh yeah you know yeah <laughs> it,
0: was, it was terrible <laughs> yeah
1: and then i can't imagine like living in a convent was really that great no you know, no like
0: it's all horrible i don't mean it like that but at the same time it's pretty cool to me that they like ended up you know kind of being the forebears of like what is now new orleans and all of that so yeah that's pretty cool
1: yeah, so that's the story of the Casca Girls. It's not very long, because, like, really, there's not a lot of information about it. <laughs> so, but that's... I
0: just really like that the shutters were, like, 100 years later.
1: I'm yeah, sorry. like, 100 years like, that's my later. <laughs> like, the SpongeBob, 100 years later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then it's just kind of... And, like, it, to me, it is an early form of human trafficking. Oh, sure. Because that's, that's really all it is.
0: Well, slavery is, like, the worst... Of human trafficking.
1: Yeah. And so when you're yeah. being sent away just to basically go make babies for somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah. I
0: mean, honestly, this is how we built our entire country.
1: Right. And then the also, you know, like women who were enslaved and, you know, also the native women who were, you know, continuously being raped by Oh yeah. Um Yeah. yeah. So part of it's half a sweet story and the other half of it is a really shitty story and it just goes to show how awful women have been abused since the fucking beginning (laughs) like all right so i don't have a title
0: because all right we have to start with a couple of disclaimers (laughs) so this story has been on my list since day one okay because i lived in the town when this happened like i lived there when this happened um but I haven't done it because, I don't know, I just haven't. So I decided to do it. And while I was researching it, I found a podcast that this woman who used to live in, um, okay, this woman did this podcast recently. Like, it just came out, like mm-hmm. a year like she, And there's one more episode. Oh. And she has another theory. And I'm, so there's going to be a follow-up, like a catch-up, when she okay. finally releases the last episode. Yeah. And I'll talk a little bit more about the podcast because, I mean, obviously I knew a lot of this stuff and I didn't get all the information from her podcast. Mm -hmm. But her theories are really interesting and it's important to note, and she tells you this at the beginning, she got her hands on the police file. Oh. And she made copies of it. So her information is a lot less speculative and a lot more factual about certain things. Oh, that's cool. And she interviewed people. So, like, it's called The Final Argument. Um, the case I'm doing today is Ray Brecar. um, and I'll tell you more about that in a second, but it's called The Final Argument, mad props to her for doing, like, getting the case file, like, getting all of this information, and, like, it's really cool.
1: I wish we could do Um, an episode like that.
0: I know, my God, it was so cool. I was, I know, I'm listening to, um, Unraveled right now, the Long Island serial killer one. And they like go to Long Island and interview people and do all this stuff.
1: So speaking anyway. of more information, by the way, Wednesday Netflix is releasing um, the Marilyn Monroe series.
0: I know. Guess what else is coming out? Do you remember when I did this, the episode about the Stainer brothers? Yeah. The one, the one that was um, kidnapped, and the other one was yeah, a serial yeah. killer. Yeah. Hulu's doing a special on them. Oh,
1: nice! I know. I'm so excited. I'm gonna watch the Marilyn Monroe one, and you yes. watch that one because I don't have. <laughs> I'm
0: we... probably gonna watch them both, but oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I uh, know I was, I was saw that the other day, and I'm like, because it's, it's not really a super famous case. Like it is, yeah. you, you look things up, you'll see it, but it's not like, right. I don't know. It's no Ted Bundy.
1: I'm excited to hear the tapes because, like, when I did that story, I found a lot of extra stuff. Cause yeah, there's a lot of shit that's on just YouTube randomly. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, sorry.
0: All right, so this woman did this podcast. So like, I did get a lot of information from her. I also dug and did multi multifaceted research so um but i am gonna come back after her last episode and let y'all know what her last theory is i'm gonna yeah. tell you what i think it involves mm-hmm. but i don't actually know okay um because she was actually um like she got death threats what? for doing this which Why? when you hear what this is you're gonna be like death threats for this case oh you've my got God. to be kidding me okay. so all right ray Gricar disappeared on april 15th 2005 he was 59 years old and nine months from retirement he was the Center County District Attorney. So, Center County is where State College is and Penn State. Mm-hmm. I lived in State College around this time. Mm-hmm. I remember when he disappeared. Like, we, I, I worked in a store on Main Street. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about it, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it was local gossip, local... local news. Yeah, like, yeah. it was huge. Um, so, that's setting the stage. All right, so I'm going to tell you first about who he was, his background. Mm -hmm. Um, He was born and raised in Ohio. He went to a prestigious prep school and then Case Western University where he earned his JD. He worked as a prosecutor in Cleveland when he was young and he did huge cases. Like he tried big time cases. Um, And then in 1979, he left that all behind to go to Center County, Pennsylvania which is the middle of nowhere from Cleveland Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, with his then wife, Barbara, who had just gotten a position as a professor at Penn state. Um, To be clear, most people that live in state college um, work or are affiliated with Penn state in some way. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They'd also recently adopted a daughter named Laura. And he, when they first got there, he was kind of like a stay at home dad. Um, Mm -hmm. So he, he didn't, quite fit in you know he was a little different than a lot of the locals but you know he wasn't too too crazy um and when he first arrived the DA position was part-time only oh <laughs> and so he started um kind of a campaign lobbying to get it moved to a full-time position yeah um and he so like all the local judges and lawyers you know kind of wanted to meet this hotshot attorney from Cleveland and he got to know people um and he his his arguments <clears throat> I mean, like, his argument's perfect, because, like, um, Penn State itself has, at the time, twenty to 30,000 students. It's got more than that now, probably closer to forty to 50,000. There are 30,000 residents in the town, and it's right next to Route 80, which is a known drug trafficking route. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's like, the amount of cocaine being trafficked in 1979 alone would, like, require multiple DAs. <laughs> and oh, so, yeah. you know, yeah. the idea of a part-time district attorney is... Pretty crazy for a town of that size I mean when the students are there there's a lot of people in that town like so anyway he got his way and he became the district attorney and he was the district attorney for many years um in this process he did learn the one thing you really need to know about Penn State or about State College is that Penn State runs the show oh yeah you know the university is is the most important thing You know, um, including an up-and-coming charity called The Second Mile, which was led by former Penn State football defensive coach Jerry Sandusky. (laughs) Okay. We will get back to that. It's important. (laughs) Okay. But, um, so... (sighs) The other thing that made Ray different than a lot of the other DAs in small towns is he didn't want to be a judge. Most Mm -hmm. DAs, and I I actually, (laughs) my first job out of college was as um, like a paralegal Mm -hmm. for an attorney, for a district, or a district attorney. No, for a divorce attorney. Um, So I actually used to go to the courthouse with him all the time and met all the lawyers and small town politics, or small town politics, small town, um, like, court proceedings and all of that stuff is is not like tv that's all i'm gonna say but anyway I don't think
1: anything is like tv either. no i know but like i've been watching the johnny depp shit and i'm like this is boring Just oh yeah give it's me so the boring cliff notes. <laughs>
0: So anyway, but a lot of D- people become DAs. Like you'll see an attorney that's been around for a while. He'll become a DA because he wants to be eventually become a judge. Uh, it's kind of the stepping stone. Yeah, you, you become a DA and then you can become a judge. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, like in small towns like that, you don't go right from just being, you know, a divorce attorney to being a judge. You right. usually fill that spot. Um, so he had no interest in that. He just he was all about putting people behind bars like he just wanted to get the bad guys yeah like that was his calling um, and he was especially passionate about cases involving women and children who suffered abuse um, and he was a well-known advocate in this area even so much so that when he and i thought this was just I, it's not really the place for it but i'm going to say it um, when he went missing, one of the first places to put a reward for him was the local domestic violence and sexual assault resource center uh-huh. in State College. They were like, somebody needs to do something and yeah. like put up a reward for him. Oh, wow. Because we'll talk later about how nobody really did anything. Okay. Um, and he had to be somewhat private. So people always thought he was kind of like not friendly or, you know, yeah. but it's, it comes with the job like you go places you're gonna know all the people like you've prosecuted or their families or the opposite like
1: i mean people think that jared's not friendly it's just that he doesn't like to talk (laughs) like not the same thing
0: no i know and it's well and like i my boss when i was when i worked for an attorney he's like i can't go out to dinner in this town he's Um, like i've worked here for you know 30 years i can't I, have handled him on some, I, in the room, I've probably handled someone's divorce or, you know, he's like, it just,
1: I know all your dirty secrets. Yeah. Well, not I, comfortable.
0: I couldn't go places either. I mean, not to the same extent by any stretch, but like I was at the grocery store one time and this woman's like, my, like stops me because like, you know, I was the person they call. I was cheaper to uh, talk to. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, he left this message on my machine. And like, I'm like, we're at the grocery store. We should not be talking about this. I don't give a
1: fuck right now. Like, <laughs> also, like, really, we're doing this here. You like, call me when I clocked in, bitch. <laughs> Sorry.
0: But that's just so that's just kind of the way that that yeah. is. Um So Ray had been married and divorced twice. <clears throat> his first marriage to Barbara, who he came to state college with, was mm-hmm. like a twenty-plus year marriage. Um, he's so devoted to his daughter, um, his daughter Laura that they adopted. He was just, you know, as I said, he was a stay-at-home dad with her for a little while. Mm-hmm. And it was well known at the courthouse that if you called or if she called and you did not find him, you were in trouble. Oh. Like he he has been he had been known to like have court interrupted to take a call from his daughter. Especially, I know, especially after she moved, she moved out west. She lived out west. So like oh. but anyway, he was very devoted to his daughter. Um his second marriage was to an optometrist. Um, It didn't last very long. It was like five years. And then after that, he kind of dated around a little until he met Patty Fornicola. She also worked at the courthouse, which is a little odd, but um, she was a victim advocate, which fits really well with what he, you know, is passionate about. And the two just really hit it off. Um, He eventually moved in with her and they were looking forward to his retirement, which is why I don't think they worried so much about the relationship, Mm -hmm. like um, working together yeah yeah, yeah. like i said he was nine months from retirement so like he's they were both kind of they were like you know what like i'm almost he's almost done it's fine um so anyway um they were they were super happy together like everybody that talked about them they were a happy happy couple Mm. this is important (laughs) to mention um and i also think So I didn't know anything about this other woman that I'm gonna talk about until I read the, Uh, or until I listened to the the podcast. So Mm -hmm. I think that she ties in to something maybe in the last episode that Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. Um, But this woman is someone that he knew. Her name is Barbara Petito. And like at one point she worked as a reporter Mm -hmm. and he would talk to her often. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was kind of insinuated that she might have... Like, he was kind of her inside source, you yeah. know? Yeah. And at one point, he wrote, a, like, this glowing recommendation for her. Oh. And oddly enough, it was found in a file in his office. Like, he kept it for some reason, which is odd. Because it's like, I write recommendations for my students all the time. And, like...
1: Why would you keep it? Yeah,
0: like, and yeah. it printed out in a file. So that was an odd thing this, this, per- this investigator found. And she thought was strange also at the time that he disappeared she had gotten a job as a press i want to say press secretary Mm -hmm. but i don't know like pr of some variety for then attorney general tom corbett
1: who became governor right yes
0: so and at the time that ray disappeared corbett was criticized for not investigating the death or or his disappearance more he kind of blew it off he really just was like And it was well known at the time that he was planning to run for governor, Mm -hmm. which we know he won, and then cut education by 50%, and we're still not recovered from that. Thank you for all of us who work in higher ed or public education in any way.
1: Or have children, fuck you. My
0: soapbox for a second.
1: Yeah. In that
0: process, (laughs) he's also known to have accepted campaign contributions from people involved with the Second Mile charity. Yeah. When he was governor and sandusky was being investigated he actually like gave them a tract of or wait or he gave them a grant like approved a grant for them as governor while the investigation was going on anyway
1: that doesn't scream i have anything to do with this at all
0: (sighs) no and so it's just like so these are all little things but they're all very odd and circum like it's just odd circumstances so tom corbett is somewhere involved in this and well, it he, also just like he didn't do okay ray he was the attorney general which means like you know a district attorney that's like someone under you basically yeah. like and you're just like whatever <laughs> like that's the first thing yeah. and i'm not sure how this barbara petito falls into this like i really don't know so i sh- maybe shouldn't have brought it up but it just there's all these odd circumstances um that are going on Maybe here. Maybe she
1: was the insider for him.
0: Right. So, like.
1: He has some suspicions with yep. Sandusky. And well, and
0: he does. And, and old we're going to get. Tom, th- sorry. Oh, we're going to get to it. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you about Ray's last days so we get an idea of what happened. Okay. And um, it's like we're going to go visit our friends down in Lewisburg because that's where he disappeared. Shut <laughs> up. that's no, true. Oh so, according goodness. to his girlfriend, Patty, their day started out like it always did. Ray told her he was going to take some time off work that day, and they she left for work at her normal time, and he called her at 11 in the morning to say that, um, and this is the last known call made from his work-issued cell phone. This is early 2000s, so like it was like a car phone, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but like, this was the last call he made from like his work-issued phone, mm-hmm. okay? He told her that um, he wouldn't be home to let their dog out at lunch. They usually go home and let their dog out at lunch. Um, their dog Honey, and, um, and she said that she would do it, and he told her he was out for a drive on Route 192, and he loved her, and that was it. Like, you know, I'll be home later. See you later. Okay. So she came home at 5, and she was surprised he wasn't there. Um, she went to the gym. Well, she came home and let the dog out, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But then she came home at 5, and she was surprised he wasn't there, and she went to the gym, and when she came home, she was even more surprised that he was not there. And she began calling his phone that went straight to voicemail. So she left a bunch of messages. Um, By 11 o'clock that night, she's panicked. So because she works in the courthouse and he works in the courthouse, she knows a lot of the officers, local Mm -hmm. officers. Um, Belfont is where they live. Um, For people who don't know, Center County, the county seat is actually Belfont, not State College. Um, I
1: say Belafonte
0: belafonte yes belafonte is the where like the courthouse and everything is not in state college so she called all of the belafonte cops that or one of them that she knew and so he was at at when she called him and this is also really significant because he was at a party at a hunting camp okay when she called him because it was the day first day of trout season right so like they were all doing their trout season thing i
1: didn't realize there were hunting camps for trout season
0: oh yeah up there there are okay (laughs) there's a it's a really well-known um i can't think of the name of it there's a really well-known creek up there that people come from all over the country to go fishing at okay um and people have really high-end exclusive um one of the attorneys i worked with had one like high-end exclusive places that they go to fish this particular spot
1: i see okay so
0: um, but he's there with some other cops, too, right? And he tells her to call 911, which she does. But at that point, they all kind of joke. Oh, Ray's in trouble. He must be off with some woman, you know, because guys being, you know, there's are just making, yeah, yeah. making a joke. Well, that joke becomes less, less jokey because that was one of the main... Everyone thought he ran off with a woman. Like, everyone's just like, oh, he ran off with a woman. Anyway.
1: But you'd still be able to find him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like- but... So it's just, it's funny to know that like, she like got that information and I don't, I didn't see that anywhere else. And I think that that's really interesting because that's how rumors start in small towns. Right. Well, didn't I heard? Well, I heard. Yeah. Like that's how these things start and it's stupid, but it's true, you know? And I don't know that those guys even thought that they were just goofing around. Yeah. Like, but it just takes one
1: other person who loves to advertise shit. To get that fire started.
0: So, at this point, there's a bolo issued for his car, which is a red and white Mini Cooper. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in a minute. The next day, around 6 p.m., a state trooper spots his car in Lewisburg, which, um, for listeners, is about 60 miles um, west of Belfont. And not far from here, like an hour and a half from where we are. Mm -hmm. um, He's parked on Water Street in Lewisburg, right by the bank of the Susquehanna River. So... A forensic person is brought in right away from the state police. They also call the Belfont police who eventually drive down or over. <laughs> um and the funny thing is they couldn't get into the car. Um
1: because they don't know how to pick locks?
0: No, because and I have to talk about this a couple of times because mini Coopers at this time were brand new. Yeah. There are three in the entire state of Pennsylvania, three registered Mini Coopers in the entire state of, like, he had one of the first Mini Coopers in Pennsylvania, so they don't have, like, they don't have anything, like, it's, it's a British car, it probably has weird mechanisms, it doesn't, you know, it's not a, it's not a Ford, can't just pop the lock like they normally do, they eventually get it open, but, like, it's a whole thing, um, the Mini Cooper becomes kind of part of the story itself, um, so, they get a locksmith. He does get into the car, so they dust the outside of the car first for mm-hmm. prints, and it had been clearly sitting there for a long time because it had a layer of like dust on it. Yeah, and they only find prints of him, his girlfriend who was known to have drive like to drive the car a lot, and then his secretary from work. You know, okay. Inside, um, well, they tow the car, get into it, examine it. Inside, there are no prints.
1: It was just weird.
0: That's impossible. Because
1: like, right, he was
0: driving he was He drove it there. No and prints. And then
1: his girlfriend drives it.
0: No prints the- on the steering wheel. Nothing. And, like, she goes into, like, a practically a half an episode about this. But in the car, there was, like, a few items. There was a tin of mints. There was, like, a couple of other things. They didn't have fingerprints on them either. They found one smudged fingerprint that they couldn't use on the label of a water bottle that's it the entire car no prints so first of all that's a little
1: suspicious that
0: is the first giant red flag i mean like you would expect to find prints that were his and exclude yeah. them but to find no prints
1: and like when you know he was driving also, it
0: think about how hard it would be to wipe a car down completely for prints
1: but if the, the car was sitting at a bank they had to have security footage in the no the line. bank of a river but he oh was, i'm sorry okay yeah. But
0: listen, he was in Lewisburg that day and we will talk about it. He was seen. He was not like you know how like downtown Lewisburg, like it's shops and stuff. He was oh, around yeah. all yeah. of that. He was not in some like far off
1: in middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere yeah.
0: place. He really wasn't. I'm not talking big city here, but it wasn't like
1: Yeah, but like the whole strip of Lewisburg is nothing but like traffic and shops. Shops exactly.
0: Yeah. So, the prints, that's the first like crazy big thing.
1: Red flag um, one.
0: Yes. And I do need to do a quick side note because she talks about this and I remember this. I remember this. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It was reported that there was, um, and if you look at other reports, they'll tell you this part. Like you look at other websites, they will tell you that this happened. And she looked into this really hard and Mm -hmm. she's saying it didn't. There was a report that there were cigarette ashes found inside the car and that Ray is an adamant non-smoker. And so it was significant that he let some person in his car that smoked.
1: Or maybe he didn't let And they
0: always say that it was like, you know, some woman, like it's like, you know, but like the the truth is the locksmith, she interviewed him. Oh. She's like, what did the car smell like when you opened it? He's like, new car smell, just, you know, Mm -hmm. there was never, and she had in the police file, those cigarette ashes aren't listed anywhere. But like, why is that story even like a story? Right? Why is someone even.? Rep- I remember this and I've read it multiple times. So anyway. Trying
1: to make it set, set it up so it seems like he ran I, off with somebody. Yeah, like,
0: like, yeah, like it's super weird, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the funny I the thing. I think
1: the smokes too.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so the Mini Cooper itself, like I said, because nobody had seen it, everyone remembered it. Yeah. Like everyone, like they had a crowd when they found the car because the police roll up and everyone's like what's going on and like she was interviewing people and they're like yeah i'd never seen a car like that i wanted to check it out like it was yeah. that new you um, know yeah. like it was and austin
1: it, powers was the only place we saw many people
0: before. right like <laughs> you know and that's assuming you even saw austin powers because like whatever yeah. so all right backing up to jerry sandusky for a minute
1: Ugh, okay i know
0: but <laughs> um Ray Gricar has a role in the Jerry Sandusky case. So, as most of you know, famed defensive coordinator and creator of the Second Mile charity was eventually convicted of sexually molesting young boys. Um, His conviction also brought down all of the Penn State powers that be, including the president, vice president, athletic director, and the legendary football coach, Joe Paterno. Now...
1: Who no longer has an ice cream named after him.
0: You should also know that the Second Mile charity wasn't some rinky-dink charity. I did stuff for the Second Mile when I worked in State College. Everyone did. We all did. We all, right? you know, like we donated things for auctions and things. And the people that sat on the board of this charity of were people. the top people. Like, not just those people, but like they were the wives and, you know, families that were important in state college these were not nobodies like you know which is why we all donated to this charity and on like the surface us. it was a good idea it was helping young kids like it was a great charity in the minds of the town mm-hmm. so I just kind of I should have said that at the beginning but I just want to kind of make that clear like we were all kind of blown away about the charity part of it too because it was like man you know that was like we
1: all got roped into it yeah exactly
0: yeah. so before all of this And him getting you know all before his before we all knew what happened in 1998 um, this is way before Sandusky's been doing a workout was doing workouts with young students um, school-age students at the football Penn State football facility which happened often often one of the boys came home from the activity and his mom asked why he was wet he told her that he was told by Sandusky to shower after the practice He was hesitant, but acquiesced, and then Sandusky told him to shower with him, and that was what they did all the time. So she reports this, Mm -hmm. okay? So this is, like, this does go, this does get reported, and they did investigate. They brought in Ray Gricar specifically to investigate, and they even set up a sting where she confronted Sandusky about it at her house, and they recorded it, and he was completely evasive and, like, you know... Mm -hmm. There was nothing they could use in that information that was substantial. Um, Car consulted um, the Department of Public Welfare and they interviewed Sandusky, but couldn't find any evidence of a crime. Inappropriate behavior, yes, but a crime that you could charge him with, not really. Um, CYS um, interviewed the boy and his story was consistent, but there was just too much gray area for them to file a complete case. Like It wasn't enough. and. Don't don't think that Ray Greerard didn't want to prosecute this. Mm-hmm. He desperately did, but he also knew that if he didn't have a slam dunk, it wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. And so,
1: especially when you're that high up on the ladder. Exactly,
0: and he was a smart dude. Um, so I just I need like I like it's it sucks because you're just like 1998. You could have stopped this, but like you, there keep, wasn't enough. It wasn't enough information. So. Um, and this is interesting. So like Ray Gricart, um, the, the reporter found, like interviewed people and right before he disappeared, he was having lunch with a colleague in State College mm-hmm. and they left the restaurant. And I, <laughs> based on what she said, I think I know what restaurant it is, which is really funny. So they left a the restaurant and came out and like Sandusky was walking across to campus uh-huh. and he pointed at him and said to his friend, he's like, that man is a pedophile and I'm going to put him away and so like it was like it's not something he went around saying often but like to a close friend like he did say that and like it was like months before he disappeared okay ray's laptop um ray's laptop is found several months later after he disappears um did
1: he have it with him
0: yes oh okay and it was found on the banks of the susquehanna like not far from where he was found. The hard drive was destroyed, so we will never know what was on it. He did... They did pull up his search history. And one of the things on the search history was how to destroy a hard drive, which (laughs) led immediately, and this is what everyone said, was the conclusion that everyone made from that was that he left his life behind. Like, that he, like, was, like, going off to start a new life somewhere. Where the
1: fuck do you get that from? I
0: don't know. Um... (laughs) So, also, maybe there was just something on the hard drive that he wanted to hide, right? Um, And he did travel. He did not usually travel with his laptop, is what we know.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Unless there's shit on it, that could. But he
0: always took it with him when he went to Vermont, and this is important, which he did frequently. In fact, he had a trip planned for that fall. Uh So, um, back to the PSU uh, Sandusky thing. So, Vermont. Former FBI director and the man who wrote the report that brought down Sandusky and implicated all of the PSU big shots was Louis free. It was called the free report. And it was a searing indictment of the cover-up at Penn state. And it was what brought everything like yeah. everyone was suspicious of what was happening, but his report is the thing that like brought it down, d- brought the whole thing down. Yes. So to be clear, Louis Free had no subpoena power, which means people had to voluntarily tell him information. Uh He could not get information by subpoena. Mm -hmm. So um, Louis Free has a vacation house in Vermont. Investigators found gas receipts that put Ray Grecar in the same town as Louis Free. Uh Some off the beaten path town in Vermont where he has a vacation home. And he went to Vermont a lot. So one of the things that was revealed in the report that there were two prior incidents involving Sandusky, the 1998 incident that we talked about, and then another one in 2001. So with no subpoena power, he somehow managed to find out about these incidents, which I think is like it's what she's saying or what the insinuation is, is that Greekar told him.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: So, and these reports, in the report he revealed, and this is where things got really messed up, he revealed in the report that the Vice President of Penn State knew about the 1998 and 2001 incidents, like he knew about them, and he publicly praised Sandusky and the Second Mile and gave them land owned by the university. But the reports about Sandusky were never shared with trustees or other board members. So basically, they all knew, Mm -hmm. but they were still giving him stuff and Mm -hmm. perpetuating his thing. And this is all stuff Ray would have had some knowledge of Mm -hmm. because of his position. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So back to the days before he disappeared. Um, The day that he did disappear, he was spotted around Lewisburg um, with a younger woman wearing dark colored dress and she had black hair and like everyone noticed her because it had like a big shock of white in it, you Mm -hmm. know, like... Um, Oh,
1: like a Cruella and the Bill type thing? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, And she stood out, just like the Mini Cooper, you know? Like, she was... And so, like, he was... Police have tons of reports of him being seen with her. Yeah. Um, But it turns out Ray had been seen by various people in the previous months frequenting antique shops with youngish women. All of these sightings were in places like Blair County, Clearfield County, Union County, but never in Center County. So, police investigate the idea that these were girlfriends but there's no evidence like there's no receipts there's no credit card stuff like usually you if you police are doing an investigation they can find evidence of an affair Mm -hmm. like also that's a lot of affairs Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of girlfriends a lot right like he's like these are multiple sightings of him and he always meets them in antique shops and if you think about an antique shop it's easy to walk around And be kind of lost in the shop and just mm-hmm. talking to someone.
1: Unless he was gathering but information from Well, him.
0: that's what we think. Yeah. But he wasn't sitting like at a table where you're clearly talking. Right. Like You're just kind of browsing around. Mm-hmm. He was clearly trying to be, I don't know, sneaky. Incognito. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway, what if these are mothers?
1: That's what I'm thinking. Yeah,
0: these are mothers of Sandusky's, the Sandusky abuse, because he's still trying to bring this case. Yeah. Like he's still trying to do what he can, but he just doesn't have enough to go on. Yeah. Um, And eventually, so, this isn't really related to that exactly, but the podcast um, investigator interviews a woman who worked at a small museum in Lewisburg, and she could see where he was parked at. Mm -hmm. So she saw him out there, and it looked like he was talking to some like himself, but it could have been a Bluetooth device. Yeah, yeah. so like he parked his car went and did something came back moved his car and he's on this thing talking so like the idea is that maybe somebody was telling him where he needed to go or what to do and um also like he must might have had a burner phone because Mm -hmm. obviously and nothing like that was ever found you know
1: well that fucking river is huge i know i know the current is just crazy
0: so all right um so these are, like, let's just talk about theories okay. now.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, so, okay, like I said, not only when I lived there, not only was it, like, just gossip that he ran off uh-huh. to start a new life or with some woman, yeah. it was what the newspaper reported. Like, that's what most of the headlines, if you look them up, mm-hmm. they kind of go in that direction. Like, foul play is never mentioned. So, because
1: they have to cover everything up. Like,
0: and so, like, the idea of someone disappearing like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, I was actually talking to my husband about it a little bit this morning. Because he remembers this, too. He's from that area. Yeah. Like, it's not like he was out in the woods somewhere. Where you really could, like, disappear. Like, yeah. get lost, get off the path, and, like, not be found. Like, right. it really can happen. Mm-hmm. But it's he was in Lewisburg. Like, and he just disappears. Like. Without his car. His car is still there. Like, somebody... He went with someone. Yeah. Like, obviously. Um, But I think it's so crazy that it was really never, like...
1: Well, because look at all the power players. I know. Look what he was going after. And we all know that the media is controlled by money anyway.
0: Well, yeah. And because he was divorced twice, you know, he was clearly a womanizer or something. Like, which is so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, He also, you know... um, He was happy. Like, everyone who knew him was, like, he was happy. Because one of the other search histories that was found on his laptop was looking for flights to visit his daughter. Oh. So, like, it's not like he was, like, you know. Yeah. um, And I mentioned his daughter a bunch because he was devoted to her. Like, Mm -hmm. he would not just...
1: Up and leave?
0: Yeah, and never speak to her again. Right. No. Like, I just... that's It's a ridiculous theory. Oh, yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Now, the suicide theory is less ridiculous, but it's still not the one I believe. A couple of things. Um, His brother committed suicide several years before. Mm -hmm. Um, Jumped his body, or he was found in a body of water assuming that he had jumped. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Ray was in Lewisburg and was right by the Susquehanna River. And it's also known that close to that time, he was seen at Raystown Lake in Huntington, Pennsylvania. Well, was someone luring him to bodies of water so they could make it look like a suicide? Because his brother's suicide, because if he got rushed, like pushed into the river and, you know, his body may not have been found. Well,
1: Then why wipe all the fingerprints out of your fucking Exactly. But people like, who are well, suicide or not thinking exactly. about those tiny fucking details. But the
0: idea that someone who was trying to get rid of him made it made people want to think that it was suicide because he was near body of water. Well, that
1: is not the way to fucking do it when you're clearly trying to cover up evidence. And then his laptop, somebody smashed that laptop. Uh huh.
0: So, and you know, the the big thing here was, you know, was he getting too close to taking down Sandusky? Like, you know, probably. And I thought the information about him going to Vermont was really interesting, mm-hmm. you know. So my husband brings up the point that I think is the last point of the podcast that I haven't heard yet, which is my, I'm just going to say what I think. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. Yes, Penn State, those people were all super powerful people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they didn't do it. They hired someone to do it. So oh, who yeah. did it? Like, who made him disappear without a trace? I'm leaning towards the mafia. Like, or some sort of contracted, like, hitman situation. Like, somebody professional.
1: Who's the random did this. friend that he had lunch with and he said, and when he clearly stated his intentions against Sandusky?
0: I'm not sure. She didn't say.
1: Because, I mean. Yeah? It'd be pretty easy for a friend
0: well and i don't think it was unknown to people that he was investigating i think that people just knew he didn't have enough Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like i don't think it was unknown to anyone that he was looking into it like
1: yeah but unless but but i don't think
0: that he i don't think they thought he had enough i think what they found out was that he was going to visit louis free Mm. because he's a former fbi um what i call him agent something chief like yeah. like he was a big shot like he's going to talk to like this is now you've taken this out of center county mm-hmm. you've taken it out of our tiny pond yeah into a bigger pond well he
1: was also a threat regardless of whether he had information or not because eventually you know you keep digging you're going to find something mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's you know, a you have but to it's eliminate so, threats
0: and she says it at the beginning and it really made me think she's like there's very few cases out there where someone disappears that thoroughly And the one that you can think of is Jimmy Hoffa because Jimmy Hoffa was killed. And like, I believe this theory, a hundred percent, um, go read the, um, we paint houses book or whatever. It's awesome. But anyway, he was killed by the mafia because they know how to dispose of a body. They own like funeral homes. Bodies go through the cream, like the Crematorium. crematorium, like, you know, like They know how to get rid of bodies. There's no... Like, if they want a body found, that's one thing. I'm sure... They don't? That's another thing.
1: Well, I mean, I'm sure his car is parked beside the... It was by the Susquehanna River, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, for those of you who don't know, is not a tiny river. It's not, like, the currents on that damn thing. I personally... I see people kayaking on it, and I'm like, hell no. I would never do that, because the current is just so fucking crazy. And it's super wide. Mm Mm-hmm. It's wide. It wouldn't be hard to get rid of a body beside the river.
0: Yeah, but they find bodies in the Susquehanna all the time. I mean... They just found one not long ago. Well, that's it. <laughs> I, well, I mean, it was an accident, like a boating yeah. accident, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. But, like,
1: but, I'm I mean, just saying, like, a... they do
0: find bodies, though, Wait. because eventually... I, maybe. But, yeah, it's definitely a possibility.
1: Cinder blocks? I
0: just think he was... Um, so what? one of the ideas is what if that woman that day was a decoy? Like, she wasn't actually a mom.
1: I see. Like he yeah. was meeting like yeah. he thought he
0: was meeting a but mom what? and it wasn't. It was a decoy. It was somebody else and she took him.
1: But if you're somewhere. a decoy, why stand out like that? I mean that's a pretty
0: Which is stu is yeah. it is kind of stupid. Yeah. I agree with you on that. But it is interesting, like that maybe that was part of it. Yeah. Or, you know, who knows? Like but he was being very secretive about what he was doing. And he didn't tell Patty
1: mm-hmm.
0: like about meeting these women. Which is also why people speculated that he was off having affairs yeah, and but running around. Yeah,
1: if he tells her about it, then she's going to be Exactly. Like, too. he's not,
0: yeah, and he knows he's not stupid. Like, he yeah. knew what he was doing. And like I said at the beginning, this is his jam. He wants to stop the bad guys. Yeah. Like, his, he tried, he knows about big cases. He knows about, like, prosecuting things. That's how he got his start, you know? Like, yeah. um, so I just think there's a lot of unknowns. And I think it's one of the most interesting disappearances that I've ever like really looked into mm-hmm. um, because it's just so crazy,
1: yeah,
0: and like it's not your typical reasons, you know a lot of times there's some sort of domestic issue or like you know abusive boyfriend or wife or whatever like but this is just like straight up conspiracy stuff here, like yeah. And I remember when I lived, like, I remember when Sandusky, when it all came out, I remember thinking, like, I wonder if that had something to do with Ray Greekar. Yeah. Because, like, he was a district attorney. <laughs> like, I remember, because, like, it all came out about the 1998 incident, the, the 2001 incident. And I was like, man, I wonder if that has something to do with his disappearance. Because, like, it's, it always stuck with me. I was there. I lived there when it well, happened. What was
1: fucking Corbett doing?
0: Oh, he was governor then.
1: Which gives him a lot of power and access and money to things. No,
0: not when he disappeared.
1: Oh, because he was... He, he was, was like the attorney boss.
0: general, yeah, when he well, disappeared.
1: still, I'm sure he knew about it and just didn't care.
0: hmm One, well, I seriously hate that man, so, you know.
1: <laughs> I, like, I, I don't trust, like, most politicians I don't either, for as but, far as I can throw them.
0: But, yeah, he... Well, you know, I personally hold a grudge because he's the reason my husband almost lost his job, so...
1: Well, wow.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a personal note whereas
1: he i'm sure is financially stable for the rest of his life yeah things, exactly you know, just because he was shit governor for a little bit
0: anyway um so anyway that's my story and if i find out what her last take like i said i think she's gonna go the mafia direction
1: i so here's and i know you 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 preface this but you know you're like well she's getting death threats and i can't believe she's getting death threats on this case but you can
0: well because, yeah like, I look guess at
1: all the people that's true are involved.
0: I know but like and the I'm, people he was really like well that's what leads me to believe that somebody else you like you said is a bigger person is involved in this because absolutely. all the other people have already been brought down
1: yeah like no, there's more there's way more to this
0: because like Paterno and all those guys are, I mean Graham Spanier was the president I mean they've all been taken down so, already
1: here's what I think I think Paterno and the rest of the Penn State guys were the idiot fucks who were just doing whatever they wanted. I don't think they were smart enough to really go after anybody to cover up. I think they knew people who were probably semi involved too. So you go a little bit higher up.
0: Yeah, maybe. And
1: then these people are a little bit smarter, a little more aggressive, and they're like, okay, well we're gonna we're gonna get people to clean up your mess.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because otherwise, I, like, why I would had, you, be getting you know, death threats? my theory about that whole thing is I think that, um, I do think that there was some, there was culpability at Penn State in covering up what he was doing. I think they all knew about it. Um, but like at the same time, I think, like you said, it was bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Like he had a charity for young kids to come out to like, you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: and how does it look when the man who runs the charity for young kids gets you know it's so i think there was some other folks that were like involved with the charity and everything else that probably knew yeah that I, we're covering it up and who were they so like you know that's the other question mm-hmm. um yeah i have my own theory my own thoughts about the joe paterno part specifically and it's probably not A lot of people don't agree with me probably but what are they well i just think that i i think that
1: share with the class
0: i think that joe paterno was an old school dude who in his mind didn't like he thought maybe something weird was going on but i don't think he ever truly believed that his friend his one of his best friends was capable of this yeah like I think he was aware of things. He, like It's proven that he was aware of some things. Mm-hmm. But I think that Sandusky explained it away to him in a way that he knew how to. Because
1: yeah. I, I'm probably- Joe
0: Paterno hated the politics of Penn State. Mm-hmm. Like, it's well-known fact that he just wanted to go coach football. It's no excuse. But he wasn't right. a fan of the politics that came along with being the, the coach of such a famous football team. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to just go coach football. And I'm not, I'm not excusing his inaction. I think he still should have done something.
1: Mm-hmm. But I
0: just don't think deep down in his heart he believed...
1: Sometimes it's easier just to live in denial.
0: Exactly. Like, he didn't want to believe that this man who stood by his side for how many years mm-hmm. was capable of such horror. Yeah. Like, he was a devoted family man. Like, I just don't think he... I, I'm not excusing his behavior completely. I'm not. I just don't think in his mind he was able to really make the connection to the bigger thing that was happening do you know what i mean like like
1: yeah like yes and no like i can definitely see what you're saying and i and i think i can agree with it to an extent but at the same time just like you said that amount of time working with somebody by your side and you know them so well and probably at first it was like okay well this is weird and you you get like those you know sirens going off in your head that well this isn't right this isn't right well and then if it stopped then you're like okay it was a one-off but then it kept going so you well, are then he, actively choosing to I know, ignore but what he is happening
0: only, i don't think he he definitely didn't know about all of it he only knew about a couple of things so like he Which, knew about a couple of things over period like a long period of time like there's one and then there's a gap and then there's another like it's not like this is all happening like back to back right, but
1: I mean how many times but. does it have to happen before you're like no, okay something I totally, like this is, and I do
0: I do agree with you I think that he, at some point he should have definitely stepped up
1: mm-hmm. like but, that was the right thing but it to wouldn't do have, but the thing is it what what it, but Who was he going to go to?
0: Well, that's just it. Like, like
1: everybody else is involved. Everybody else is
0: involved too. So that's the other thing too. You're like damned
1: if you do and you're fucking. It's a whole giant thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it was such a. It, anyway, uh, I'm not trying to. I don't want to say he's off the hook. I'm not no, he's saying not, that, but at the but same
1: time, like I, I think th- I feel sympathy for the guy.
0: I think compared to the VP who literally had those reports in his office while he's still like praising this charity. Yeah, I think you know these are two different things. You know. Yeah. Um,
1: not the same.
0: No, like they knew what the hell was going on,
1: and they just didn't care because <laughs> you
0: know, you know, I'm bet they had like. I, I don't know this, but, I mean, I, you want to, like, imagine that they had these fucked up conversations with him where they're like, dude, you gotta stop doing this, because I can't cover it up anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but, like, in my mind, I feel Unless like... Unless
1: they were all, in some way, fucking part of it.
0: Well, they all were <laughs> once they covered it up, so, yeah, but, like...
1: No, I mean, beyond that.
0: Oh, no. No. No? No, it was definitely so. just him. Oh. Like, yeah, he was... He had, like, I mean, the incidents are specific to him. Mm. Yeah, I don't think that, like, the president and vice president were also molesting boys. Mm. They just were covering up. Because they didn't want to tarnish the good name of Penn
1: State. Or that, you know, fucking million dollar charity either. Yeah. Because, you know, that's a huge cash cow. Right? (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, Penn State was doing really well, so, you know, football above all else. Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
0: it's actually a credit to – it's a credit to what they have now that they've rebuilt themselves so well, considering, honestly. Um, Because – That
1: was a huge hit. They weren't even sure that they were going to play football again, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think they were – like, they just weren't sure exactly what they were going to do and, you know – but yeah it's a like it's a crazy thing and i wasn't there i didn't live in state college when sandusky like when he went down i was mm. i was left by then but i do remember when ray greekard disappeared and um i find it like hard to believe that it's not somehow connected
1: yeah it's totally it, like i think it absolutely is but the question but yeah is it was so the, cool
0: to find out some of this the
1: who you know yeah who did it
0: but it was really cool to find out some of this extra information that i had never seen before about
1: well, I'm excited to hear yeah. what happens in the last episode. So you Me too. To I this.
0: was like, I keep checking every day. I like open my Spotify to see if it pops up as a new episode. Oh,
1: if she doesn't tell you when it's ready. Or I just,
0: I looked on the website and she said April of this year, she would be putting it out. So she's
1: only got one week left. I know, so,
0: like. but I don't know what's like, it's definitely like not a consistent episode thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a short podcast. It's like four or five episodes. I and think. like, they come out in this weird span of time. Like they don't come out back to back. Like they're you know um which honestly if i did a podcast like that i would do the whole thing at once
1: oh, i know i hate waiting
0: or i'd have it done
1: oh like and would have yeah, it all yeah. done you
0: could release it week to week or even two weeks every two weeks but mm-hmm. like i'd have it done so that there yeah. wasn't some weird
1: like it would be cool. just personally so for the the west virginia co-ed murders um when i did that episode I was hoping to see some of the files initially because my uncle is a retired West Virginia state trooper Mm -hmm. and he lives in Morgantown, even still, which is where those murders took place. And I'm like, yo, yo, unks, can you get me some access? Yeah. (laughs) But I never even bothered asking him. So, um, yeah, yeah.
0: It's pretty cool. Like, Oh, and I mean, she tells you in the podcast, but like they gave her, like they weren't going to give her access to the police file. Mm -hmm. So they gave her like, and this might be why she was threatened actually oh. so like she they gave her um 24 hour or 72 hour access or something i forget like yeah and she realized it was way too much and she would never get through it so she just made copies
1: which i think you can't do that right <laughs> i
0: don't think so I but she literally says out loud on this you should have just
1: kept that shit to yourself <laughs> sister like you do i'm like listening cool. and i was like huh you're right. You can't, make and like people of know stuff. about
0: this. Po- co- so when I was re- started researching, mm-hmm. everything kept popping up about this podcast. When I was doing like internet searches, right? The Center Daily Times, which is the newspaper for Center County, mm-hmm. did an article about her doing this podcast. So everyone knew she was doing it. It's so mm-hmm. not like it was a secret.
1: So she definitely put a target on her back. Like, that's <laughs> funny.
0: I know. So I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah. So she like copied the whole thing. And, like, there's some pictures on her website and stuff.
1: Well, as long as we don't there's get... There's
0: also, like, in the file, and, like, she didn't really talk about this, and I think this is also related to something else. Like, there's a sketch of a dude that the police did actually, like, ask, like, put out to see if anyone had recognized. And so, like, maybe, you know, there is information that we're not aware of? To, yeah. So to. Um, well, as
1: long as nobody, like, but, you sends know. us death threats because we covered it. I know it's
0: a beast, that he's like, you really going to do this? I'm like, listen, I'm just kind of... We're just
1: reiterating fucking information, okay? Just
0: throwing it back out there. Letting you know what I read, heard, and my personal perspectives, too, you know? Like, I'm not the only one that went after Sandusky. Oh, my God. Right. Maybe that has something to do with Ray Gricar, because I'm uh, not. Yeah.
1: Whatever. Whatever.
0: But, yes. So, that's it.
1: That's, that's it. I have to go get ready for Mother's Day photos. I have to go get dressed for Mother's Day photos, then go home and get undressed, and then get the kids regular dressed, because Atticus has baseball practice, and then immediately after baseball practice, we have to go to Wellsboro, because my job is doing um, an Easter egg hunt in, like, cookout. Yeah. So... Which I'm like, oh fucking Easter! Are we done yet? Like this has been the I swear Easter is longer than Christmas.
0: Oh, I know. Like
1: we get Christmas done in one week, but Easter, holy fuck, we're not even religious. Like I know. Like what the fuck? Why is it still happening? I just don't know.
0: Yeah, we're going to get. I'm going to get groceries and. Oh, um, we need
1: that too. Like we're like on the last roll of fucking toilet paper. (laughs) Like it's. Groceries yeah.
0: and then we're gonna go to, to Upstate and then we're gonna go mini golfing. Oh, cute. Cause yeah. it's finally nice out. Okay. I did yard work yesterday, so I earned all these fun, I earned all these fun things today.
1: I had to do yard work yesterday <sighs> and it just didn't like work out, but
0: that's fine. We need more mulch. Three scoops was not enough.
1: Three scoops. Um, what else? Let's see. We're still working on Patreon. Life
0: kind of sets us back. I work in higher ed, and if any of you work in higher ed, April is the worst. We have all the awards ceremonies and all the end of year things and all of the stuff, and I've had events almost, I've had at least two events every week for the last three weeks. So even on weekdays, I'm still like, you know, and then I decided to go away a bunch in April, which I will never do again. Um, like that's not happening in my mind when I did this. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking April, that sounds like a lovely time of year. Yeah. Cause it was the middle of winter when I made all these plans. Um, but anyway, so yeah, once that, once we get through the semester here, um,
1: patreon
0: patreon this summer for sure i'm very excited i'm still doing it i'm just slowly slogging through so
1: and then uh if you live in our area or even if you don't you don't mind traveling havens gala is still coming up as i mentioned in the beginning of the episode i'm dressing as Jem from Jem and the holograms if you don't know what that is google it and it is not the fucking horrible remake movie that they came out with a couple years ago
0: no, old gem. Old Only old gem. Term.
1: Like animation. Gem in the
0: holograms. So
1: cool. I have to get earrings though. <laughs> like,
0: oh, that, I should... We'll talk. I Amanda gets ear- these really crazy cool earrings that are made out of like... Oh, I need clip-ons. My ears aren't pierced. Oh, never
1: mind. Yeah, I don't have holes in my ears because that shit closed up a long time ago.
0: <laughs> like, I got mine re-pierced as an adult. Oh,
1: no, I can... So it's one of those memories that are burnt into my fucking brain about getting my ears pierced. I thought it would be such a good idea. So my mom took me to the local Kmart to the jewelry section and they put that fucking gun through one of my ears. I screamed, jumped up, ran out of the store and absolutely refused to go back in. So a couple days later, my dad had to come with us because my dad was like, you know, the authoritative figure. And I listened to him and I had to sit down and go through the second one. Oh my God, no. And then I didn't even have them that long because I had these little dangly gold heart earrings is what I wore all the time. I never took them out. I never fucking cleaned them. But they got to a point where I couldn't move them anymore. And it was because my earlobes were rejecting them, basically. And yeah. they were closing up. So I just took them out. And I never... I went through all of that just to fucking take them out a few months later.
0: <laughs> I keep joking with Zoe. I'm like, are you ready to go get your ears pierced? I'll get my nose pierced while you get your, no- your ears pierced. And she's like... Oh, no, man. mom, I'm not doing that. I'm mm. like, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't make, I'm like, I'm not, obviously not making her, but I'm like, right, yeah. Joking, like, we'll have a, a girl's day. Well, well get I, thought, I just wanted
1: earrings. Nobody explained to me the fucking process ahead of time. Like, I just was like, wanted in earrings. Like, yeah. I don't even think I was, I was like, maybe yeah. four years old. I'm just like sitting in this chair, like doo doo doo, and the lady's like, okay, click. Well,
0: <laughs> I would definitely like if Zoe ever does want to go there, I'm gonna take her to an actual like tattoo place and not do it with a gun. Yeah, I, I don't. think the gun is terrifying. The
1: gun is and it, it's loud. It's
0: very loud. Yeah.
1: So when I came back, when I moved back to Mansfield, I worked in the jewelry department at Walmart, and one of my duties was to pierce people's fucking ears. Well, no wonder you're
0: traumatized.
1: And then like this has like been a lifelong trauma. <laughs> and then like. People would bring in their brand new babies and want their ears pierced. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. Like, I will not pierce your roof. Like, it maybe it's legal and Walmart says you can do that, but I personally will not do it for you. So totally get So go somewhere that. else. No, I
0: would have, no, I I don't, I have no, mm-mm. but yeah. So like, I got my nose pierced when I was in college and I had pierced for years and I let it, I let it grow shut. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was so much less traumatic than this.
1: Like, Yeah. yeah. Like, I've had, like, my lip pierced, my tongue pierced. I've had several holes in, like, the lobes of my ears because it was just that bar that just pops the skin out all at once. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, but I, just that, uh, that gun, fuck that gun.
0: Yeah. So, but, yes, yeah, so you can take your kids to get, like, their ears pierced, like, at
1: a tattoo part. So, like, yeah. at a tattoo place where That's it's, like, yeah,
0: like, just the same process they do for everything else, mm. but your ears, yeah. um, which... Oh. My kid's a, like a wimp when it comes to stuff like that, so I don't expect it anytime soon, but yeah. I do I do like give her a hard time about it.
1: So, the Haven Gala is coming up at the end of May. It's M- going to be May 21st. Um, there's a ton of prizes. I'm yes. excited for we're some of the prizes. We're gearing
0: up. So, and like we're adding more and more every day as far as mm-hmm. prizes and raffle items. And we're going to have games and dancing, and there's a taco bar. And there's an delicious beverages. Which yes. Is there's going to be cocktails, wine, and beer. So. DJs,
1: music, costume contests. Yeah. There's going to be, be a awesome. photo booth.
0: Yes, which is awesome, thanks to Julie.
1: So uh, my friend and co-worker's daughter, their names are Colleen and Julianne, and they own, I'm going to fuck up the name, so I'm very sorry, but it's like Ad- Adventure something. I'll have to look it up. Anyway. Um they have a photo booth and it's a photo booth that you can rent and they will send it to your parties or your weddings etc etc and um it's just like an old school fucking photo booth like you sit in front of it it takes your picture it prints it out with like cool borders that you can customize and all of that good stuff so yeah yeah it's so really a lot of cool. stuff
0: yep we're excited we're gonna have a lot of fun i'm excited because the semester will be over yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well the weekend before that is my daughter's birthday and or birthday party, so I have to survive that too. But you know um, it'll yeah. be fine.
1: It's fine. Anyway, that's that's everything. Uh, find us at Forum Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Mystery mom podcast at Gmail if you have a story, you wanna email, questions, comments all that good jazzy stuff. Yeah. Find us on Podbean.
0: Rate us, do the things. Sorry we've been away, but we're back. Uh,
1: Hi, hey, and I was so good. I was doing my stories, like, ahead of time, <laughs> and then I stopped. <laughs> anyway.
0: I know, I got to. That's life. I got to get back on the, the track. Story. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, well, thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you next time. Your moms love you. Bye. Bye.